Hello and welcome to Gut Shot, the only Magic the Gathering podcast suspended in historic. My God, how did we manage that one? Uh, but yeah, this is Will, and I'm joined as always by Frederick. Hello, everyone. It's Frederick, the only person who likes the VIP Karn art in Double Masters. Welcome to Gut Shot. <laughs> Man, so Frederick, what's what's bapping? Uh, not much. I've uh, I've been excited by these this jump start. I've been playing a lot of jump start on Arena. Um, you know, I, I, it's a shame you can only really play and get rewards for it with a deck twice because I really wanted to play the Elves Dinosaurs more times. It feels like there are some packets that are so synergistic they feel like constructed decks, and I've been having some fun with those. It all, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a pain to grind out the two wins with, like, Smashing Teferi or, like, whatever the, the worst combinations you can get offered are. But it's, it's a fun format. I'm enjoying it more than I thought that I would. Yeah, Jumpstart's uh, really great. I'm glad to hear that you're having some fun with it. I really do wish that uh, I could uh, summon up my inner spike and like really grind these out for some high-level prizes. But it is what it is. Uh, the uh, lower prize level gets a lot of people who would normally pay the gold to get in uh, to let them in on the fun and not feel bad about it. So yeah, good good times all around. Do you think that I should out myself? So just let's be clear. Uh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, should I out myself as a 30-year-old man saying was bapping on a podcast? Uh, absolutely. I think you have a duty to, um, given the war crime that you just committed. Do you? I, I think there's something more important you need to out yourself for doing, which is what are you doing and what are you playing Jumpstart instead of doing right now? Right. Yeah. So huge uh, Kojima fan. Uh, I've been looking forward to the game Death Stranding for for a long time. I don't own a PS4. I've had the blinders on ever since November to not spoil myself. Uh, you know, I paid full price for Death Stranding on PC. I played it for seven hours <laughs> and then immediately dropped it so I could play Jumpstart back to back. Yeah, that sounds like a... Given what I've heard about that game, that sounds like a good decision. I, I know that most of my friends didn't care for it, but you seem to have a good impression of it. At least you played it for seven hours. Well, if you had, if, if you asked me whether I rather carry a baby across the wasteland that is the United States of America, or I rather carry my team in open constructed format uh, at SCG Open, I think I'd choose the baby. Oh, okay, yeah. See, if my if my team was um, Norman Reedus and a baby instead of my girlfriend and my friend from high school, neither of whom play modern as their primary format. I would probably choose Norman Reedus and a baby. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, me too. Uh, well, let, let's get into this. Today's question, is Pioneer dead? Uh, to give a little background on this, uh, Pioneer format was created not too long ago uh, in October of 2019. That's only nine months ago. This is still a format in infancy. And for those of you who don't know, it's uh, Return to Ravnica forward uh with a ban list that's that's pretty small it's mostly the cons fetches which i mean thank god they had the uh foresight to just say no fetches in this format we know how much wizards hates having that much shuffling in the formats they want to promote uh and, and a few other cards that are mostly recent design mistakes like uh once upon a time ley line of abundancy and stuff like that I feel like um, it's it's kind of a shame that Pioneer gets to live into its infancy when Frontier sort of got aborted before nine months. I I think that would have been a much more fun format, and like it surprises me that Pioneer is is nine months old. It doesn't feel that old. 
Yeah, for me, it feels a lot older than that. I guess just the uh, the pace of news these days just makes things seem like they are, you know, have been around for a lot longer than they have. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a good point. Uh, Pioneer is obviously a uh, homage to the Frontier format that was uh, pushed in Japan a couple of years back, which was, um, I believe it was Konzatarkir forward. So yeah, so Con- or Origins. Uh, it was M15 and on. Oh, that's right. M15, then Cons, then Origins was later that next year. Yeah. Yeah, because I got corporate calling. Yeah, so that's the origin of uh, the name Pioneer as a homage to that. But, you know, it started out really strong. Lots of support, lots of people excited to play this format. It didn't look like, since it was mostly uh, newer cards, you know, the kind of newer design philosophy the Wizards had uh, adopted, uh, you know, it didn't seem like it was it was going to have powerful cards, but it wouldn't be busted. There wouldn't be these like crazy, um, you know, combos or like degenerate decks that uh, you know would overtake the format. Uh, so it had a strong start at the end of uh, 2019, but at the beginning of 2020, things actually became pretty rough, uh, and it it really started with the set Eros Beyond Death. Theros Beyond Death had a couple of cards uh, added to the Pioneer format that, I mean, just for lack of a better term, really broke the format. Um, there's Thassa's Oracle. And for those of you that don't know Thassa's Oracle, it's a two mana, one three. When it enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is your devotion to blue, and she adds two devotion. Put up to one of them on top of your library and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. So basically, Thassa's Oracle, in in effect, is like an instant speed library maniac. You know, you put her into play, and then, uh, you know, if your deck's empty, you win the game. And that's how she's used. Uh, mm-hmm. And another card... Another card that came out was Underworld Breach, uh, which is a two-mana red enchantment. It gives every card in your graveyard escape, which means you can play it from the graveyard by paying its mana cost and by exiling three other cards from your graveyard so basically sort of a fixed yoggmoth's will but it pretty much is still just yoggmoth's will you play this you just get to recycle everything in your graveyard over and over again if your deck's built right these two cards really have shaped the pioneer meta uh thassa's oracle uh, gave rise to the demir inverter deck which uses a card called Inverter Truth uh, as a two-card combo to mill yourself uh, and then immediately win the game with Thassa's Oracle's ability. And then another deck, Lotus Breach, popped up, which uses uh, uh, Underworld Breach plus a lot of uh, uh, cards that uh, mill yourself and cycle through your deck to uh, to you know uh, gain incredible value. Yeah. Yeah, Theros Beyond Death was a a, a very uh, a very influential set for the development of Pioneer. <laughs> influential is a fun word to use for that. Um, it seems like it sort of cracked the format open. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and then one more thing happened, which I'm sure everyone knows: the COVID nineteen pandemic hit in March, and uh, you know, in in store play has for the most part been suspended since then, with a a little blip of people trying to play at the end of June, which got stomped out. Uh, with it being Return to Ravnica forward, and most of these cards not being on Arena, uh, a lot of Pioneer play was happening in paper um and all paper you know all sanctioned paper magic being uh stopped really hurt people playing the format yeah absolutely i think that was 
maybe the death blow to Pioneer, but I feel like a good format could have survived that. I feel like a good format could have made it through COVID-19 even with it in its infancy. So ever since those two things hit, Pioneer uh, you know, has really devolved into a combo-centric format, or at least is considered to be by its players. And online play ever since about March has really dwindled. Uh, and we're getting to the point where uh, Magic Online challenges really aren't firing regularly. Um, you know, despite you know uh, problems in other formats, like people, there are people who are wanting to play them. Uh, but you know, that's a really bad sign for your format if you're like premier tournaments on Magic Online are just not firing. Like, I mean, what uh, what better um, signal that players just do not want to play that format is there than that, right? Right. So the. The latest news in Pioneer is the July 13th ban announcement. Uh, they announced that something was going to happen in Pioneer, and to everyone's surprise, there were actually no bans, but an unban. The player base at large really thought that the Demir Inverter deck that uses Thassa's Oracle needed uh, some sort of nerf. Lots of people saying that Thassa's Oracle needed to be uh, banned itself, or maybe another piece from that deck, or Breach being uh, banned. Uh, but it, So lots of people were surprised to see that nothing was banned, and instead we got an unbanned for the card Oath of Nessa, which... I believe was one of the original cards on the ban list. Yeah, it was part of that big wave of green bans very early in the format when those decks were too strong. The the issue is like if they're gonna just ban another card that enables these sort of uninteractive combo decks, like like when your answer to one uninteractive uninteractive combo deck is an uninteractive combo deck, it's kind of like answering protests of police brutality with police brutality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this uh, uh, surprise unban and lack of bans really was met with uh, disappointment online. And uh, if you go and look at the red threads, the Twitter threads, just filled with RIP Pioneer jokes and lots of people saying that Pioneer is just completely dead now. So that's the question. Is Pioneer dead? Frederick, do you think that Pioneer is dead? Um, I don't know if, like, it seems like Pioneer is dead, and I hope Pioneer is dead. I didn't like the format, and I can get into that in a minute later, but, like, when you're unbanning a sort of uninteractive deck that people kind of universally didn't like to answer an uninteractive deck that people kind of universally don't like, you're kind of just creating a new problem, um, so that does not bode well for the longevity of a format. Um, I think these powerful combo decks are sort of intrinsic to the fact that you have a lot of powerful combo and payoff cards with Return to Ravnica and on, but you just have a lot fewer of the answers. You don't have Bolt, you don't have Path, um, you don't have like efficient removal for these for these threats and these combo cards uh, in a new format. Like you're you're pretty much just limited to like Assassin's Trophy and Fatal Push in terms of good, very efficient removal to answer combo cards. What I personally don't like about Pioneer, like the format didn't feel designed. The uh, the start point seemed very arbitrary, and they, it doesn't feel like they've figured out the Pioneer meta enough to be releasing cards that feel like they were designed to answer something or create something in Pioneer in the way that they do with Modern. Like, we got Alpine Moon. Like, that was very obviously designed for Modern. 
um, to answer some modern decks. And they have the freedom to do that because they can understand the modern format. And they're not there with Pioneer. And if you're going to announce a format, I feel like you should already be there. You should be printing cards that either answer or expand options in Pioneer if you want Pioneer to be a format. Wizards has proven themselves incapable of understanding their formats. Um, mm -hmm. they, they, they do a little bit of testing for standard, uh, but we know that they don't te like actively test for their older formats. Yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense that you know the format wouldn't be designed because uh, they're not they're not act they're actively not trying to do uh, any designing and expecting the player base to do the work to figure out what that format's going to look like for them. Yeah, um, it feels like their playtesting is literally just standard, and they do it on like a Friday. Like they come into work, start playtesting, and then they're done by the time that they get hungry and go to Quiznos. They literally, they literally like their playtesting seems so minimal that they just they're they're just letting crazy shit slip through the cracks, and like that that sort of shows. And if that's the level of care they're going to be taking, like then they, they I don't think they have the resources to test for another format like you, you, your parents aren't going to buy you a dog if you can't take care of a hamster you know what i mean sure i i can forgive them for not putting in the work to uh design uh formats like pioneer and modern uh, i think it makes a lot of sense just to throw you know the world's best like beta testers you know the magic the gathering play uh, player base uh, throwing the format at them and being like, here, go wild, break it, do whatever you can. I, I think that that's an appropriate way to look at it. The, the problem is you have to follow that up with listening to the player base who are telling you, hey, we hate this card. We do not want this card in our format. We want the top deck to be using this in a two-card combo or using this in a degenerate, you know, uh, turn three or turn four uh, deck that has a minimal interaction with it. Uh, you know, please get rid of these cards. You have to listen to those players and, um, you know, um, follow up on the design choices that they're making for you. Yeah, it feels like the players know best, but only as long as it saves Wizards from work. It's missing, the format is missing a lot of the modern cards that get modern players excited. Um, like maybe if it had gone a little bit earlier, but they're they're lacking payoff cards for some deck. They're, la they're lacking a lot of removal cards. So it just feels like modern, but like half the cards are missing. Or it feels like, like I, I, and I feel like old players are just going to gravitate toward modern and new players are just going to play standard because they don't, like like none of their standard cards are viable in Pioneer, and none of our modern cards are legal in Pioneer. So those two demographics are going to stick to the formats that they're already playing, that they're already enjoying. I would say that the problem isn't so much the lack of answers, but just the power level of the threats. Um, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but um, you know, uh, I, I don't see any problems with the removal. I think I think just you know, there's just too much combo going on. There's too much like things like answer right now or you're done. Um, yeah. If those things removed or were removed, I think that um, you know the um, uh, answers that Pioneer has probably are sufficient. Uh, you know, um, I, I would look at it from instead of probably like bottom up, uh, you know, the way to describe that, probably looking at it from a like what's wrong at the top and go down. Yeah. 
I, I think I would agree there. Um, that should be their design philosophy, but they just sort of aren't putting the the time into learning what's wrong with this format, or it feels even listening to the players at this point. Yeah, Pioneer overall has a lot of problems. Uh, I, I would say no, uh, Pioneer isn't dead. It's uh, just sleeping, as they say. Lots of people love Pioneer and want it to be successful. I remember the the huge outpouring of um, excitement and uh, brewing deck building that happened at the uh, beginning of the format. I was watching closely. You know, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm super into the red deck wins burn type gameplay. So I was uh, keeping a close eye on how those decks were shaping up and even, you know, shelling out some cash to pick up cards that look like they were going to be uh, red deck wins staples uh, in the format. Like all of that uh, excitement and uh, support did dwindle um, once these problems uh, added up. Um, and I think that that excitement can come back. We, we can look at the format and see the exact things that happened to make people not want to play it. If we just get rid of those problems, I really think that all of that support's going to come back because a good amount of the sets that are in Pioneer were really popular. I mean, it has cons. It has uh, the uh, Return to Ravnica uh, format. It, you know, it has a, a, some duds, but a couple other. It has Dominaria in it. You know, there there are definitely cards in the format that people want to play with. Yeah. Um, yeah, the problem cards just need to go. Um, Thassa's Oracle, uh, Underworld Breach, they need to go. Um, and, and honestly, it's not the problem cards aren't cards from the past they're all new cards and it just speaks to that new design philosophy that wizards has where they're just making these cards you know more powerful and more powerful they do more stuff and they break the game on their own thassa's oracle is fine for standard i honestly think that thassa's oracle should not be a card that exists uh regardless of what it's good and standard so you know on, on a macro level was wizards needs to get their act together on the way that they're designing cards you know get rid of fire philosophy and just make sensible magic cards again uh and get and and these mistakes just get them out of pioneer and let the format uh you know uh get back to a normal power level yeah i mean i i, I pretty much agree like the, what a normal power level is, is is pretty subjective because obviously there was a time when like the Tron lands were in standard and that was like a normal power level. I mean, I guess they couldn't be fetched, but like no, normal power level is pretty subjective, but it's pretty clear to me that these kinds of cards that like, I think, I think there are cards that they should look at when they're designing them and realize, hmm, there's no deck that wants to play this that's fair. There would be no deck that would want to play this in an interactive way. This card can only exist in a deck that's trying to make some combo to lock their opponent out of playing the game. And then when they see that, they should not print that card. Stuff like Splinter Twin or whatever. When like like when you have like Malira and um, like Kitchen Sinks, like that was accidental. Those cards both exist independent of that combo, and they're both healthy cards independent of that combo. But, like, Splinter Twin kind of only exists to be in a busted combo. Yeah, just just see, see you're right, the power level is subjective, but, like, I mean, the players are screaming at you, hey, we don't want this. This is a power level in our format. Just listen to them. Just, just do it and make everybody happy. 
one thing we haven't talked about yet is that uh, there are plans to bring Pioneer to Arena. Uh, those might be pretty far away, but uh, the, the team is working towards getting these cards onto Arena. Uh, right now, Pioneer, you know, sees some play online, uh, but um, it was mostly a paper format in the first months of its existence. They are going to, uh, in addition to the cards that are being that are pioneer legal and are being added to historic separately, they're starting to do these remastered sets. So we're getting Omicat remastered, I believe, next month uh, in August, and they plan to slowly add these these cards, including a Pioneers Masters set that was just recently announced and uh, will be coming uh, to Arena to add the. Um, big uh, big players in the format to arena to get the uh, format jump start once pioneer is on arena uh, i i really do think it's going to take off more than it has regardless of whether these problem cards exist or not just because it's on the uh, uh online client that Wizards cares about right now uh you know if it's only on Magic the Gathering Online, Wizards just isn't going to uh, put in effort uh, to care about it than if it's on their new cash cow arena. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, so the, so the adding of Pioneer Masters to Arena now it's a digital only set, right? Yes. Yeah. Only coming to Arena. So the adding of that to Arena was actually something I wanted to speak about a little bit. I think that it could be a really interesting chance for Wizards to have sort of a half of pioneer format on arena where like maybe they just don't put in don't put inverter in there don't put a couple of the really good car oath of nissa like that kind of stuff just don't put those in pioneer masters but put all the other meta defining cards or most of the other meta defining cards in pioneer masters and see if the format on arena is more fun than the format in paper see if people are enjoying it more complaining about it less without those problem cards and then you could use that sort of transition into Pioneer on Arena as a litmus test for which card you might want to ban out of the paper Pioneer format, the actual Pioneer format. That seems like a good idea, but like if Wizards wanted to do that, why wouldn't they just ban the card that the players are telling them to ban? It sounds it sounds it sounds like that's just a really like a labor-intensive way to just listen to what the players are telling you and do the thing they're telling you to do, right? That's fair, yeah. But yeah, I know I I definitely hear you. Um, it, it's weird because uh, Arena has historic, which is which is taking off on its own, and really seems to have its own identity and thing going on. And people are really latching onto it and creating content for it and liking it. I mean, are people once uh, Pioneer comes to Arena, are people going to want to abandon historic to play a format that uh, you know Wizards is putting less uh, thought and time into? Um, I doubt it, honestly. And I think if you have two formats where your cards go after they rotate and people kind of have to pick one, but like one has these extra cards and one has these older cards, like it's just going to be super confusing for players. So I feel like it's in their best interest to eventually merge the two formats, to put the cards that are legal and historic from the anthologies and from Jumpstart and make them legal in Pioneer and just expand back to Pioneer on Arena. And I hope eventually modern, but, you know, I don't know if that'll Right, yeah, I, I what you're saying makes sense. Uh, I do have to say I hate that idea. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, to be as clear as possible. Um, honestly, if it were if we're up to me, um, I would not put 
uh, pioneer on arena and only have historic don't don't mix the streams don't make it more complicated than it needs to be uh you know put the time and effort into uh into historic on arena and then people that want to play pioneer can play a paper or on uh, mtgo as long as you know wizards uh you know, listens to the player base and does what they want them to um i i, I really kind of wince at the idea of it being so muddled uh on that but you know i mean more cards on arena i guess i can't really complain about that right yeah well that's that's what i meant like either merge the two or don't put pioneer on arena like make every card that is make every card that's programmed into arena on historic Oh, I guess I should say um, I, I actually really like Historic. I played a lot of it, especially when Winota was uh, legal, which uh, shows how degenerate I am. Uh, I actually love the idea of Historic, uh, that it's much more curated and requires the attention of uh, of Wizards to insert those, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, I mean, popular older cards. So it just intrinsically gets more um, uh, attention than uh, the Pioneer ban list does. Um, I don't want to lose that like uh, uniqueness of historic to Pioneer, which is not like super designed, uh, and uh, Wizards, you know, obviously isn't trying to care about. Um, I, I I really want historic to like flourish on its own and uh, be its own distinct. Thing that has its own identity that won't get swallowed up by pioneer okay i think a pioneer master set on arena could help that um like a pioneer's a pioneer master's set is probably going to have 50 cards that would be playable in historic like <laughs> 50 cards that would be good enough to be played in historic and that's just like a couple of anthologies worth of cards and they can pick ones to put in there that will only be safe for historic like, they can choose not to put, I don't know, Court of Calling or something in there. Um, or Inverter of Truth, obviously, they wouldn't put in there. Hopefully. But, like, they could, if, if they're making every card programmed into Arena legal and historic, they could just, um, they could just, like, make sure that all the cards they're putting in the Pioneer Masters are ones that would be safe and fun and historic. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, you're, you're definitely, uh, you're on the right track there. Um, do you trust Wizards to make good decisions about that? Fuck no. <laughs> I, I yeah no i don't i don't trust wizards to make good decisions honestly you know what i think would be great if if um magic players the only people less bad at making decisions than wizards of the coast got to just vote on a card to get added to pioneer or to get added to historic every week yeah that that'd be uh, that'd be good i actually would love to see the format after uh, something like that was implemented after a few weeks of voting and like, well, if we don't get trolled into just getting the power nine immediately, I think it way I think it could be interesting. Like I would try to get like dark confidant added. I would try, I would try to move it toward modern. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, I think that could be like, if it was a little bit of a democratic process, I don't know. Regardless of the uh, terribleness of magic players, I think magic players as a group, uh, could definitely make better decisions than wizards. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, as far as Pioneer goes, uh, yeah, you know, it's pretty much uh, the equivalent of dead at the moment. But I'm looking forward to keeping my eyes on it once um, Pioneer Masters hits Arena. I'll definitely check it out and see how the format looks then. But for um, but but for now, you know, you're better off just doing something else, play Historic or do something like that, and uh, wait 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 until something uh, develops with Pioneer before you get into it. 
Pioneer just doesn't have anything similar enough to something I like to play in another format for me to feel like I can jump onto it. Like the mono green deck doesn't feel like mono green devotion in modern. The Mardu midrange deck doesn't really exist. And like the, it doesn't feel like an old, like none of the old standard decks I'd want to play are viable, like Team Urge. So I just don't have a reason to play Pioneer. Yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll we'll check back in on the format in a couple of months. And for now, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening to Gut Shot, home of the absolute spiciest MTG hot takes. I'm Will at Aggressive Rhetoric. And I'm Frederick on Twitch at War Crimes Uwu. We opened a pack of Double Masters and got Lux Cannon and Boon Reflections, so that's all the time we have for today. Join us next time for more Gut Shot. Bye.